What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Subjectively Successful Podcast. My name is Jordan Sellers, and I am your host. My goal in this episode and in every episode is for you to learn how you can be a better human being and a more successful person so that you can positively affect change in the sphere of influence that you have been given. We're going to do that through the trials, tribulations, problems, and solutions that my guest and myself have used to find what success means to us. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's jump right in. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, So this is another episode of the Subjectively Successful Podcast. As you know, my name is Jordan Sellers, and today I have the fantastic Justin Weeks, who I cannot wait for you to actually, you know, introduce yourself and let everybody know you've just got the cool story, and we've been trying to connect for a while, and it finally happens, and I shove a microphone in your face. (laughs) So welcome to the podcast. Uh, How are you doing today? Glad to be here, man. I'm doing great. Doing good? Yeah. You better be doing good. You've been in Nicaragua and you got this brand new tan. You've been living living life, right? Yeah, man. Living it up. Doing good? Mm-hmm. Okay, so just so everybody knows, uh, give me, give me, tell me a little bit about yourself because I, I know my version of you and it, I think it's a really, really cool story, but I, I want to hear your version of you. It's like, so what do you do now uh, and tell everybody about what you do for a living and, and we'll get through. I want to hear your backstory too. Sure, sure. So, uh, born and raised right here in Lake Charles, Louisiana, uh-huh. uh, 40 years old, um, was in the military, joined the military actually on my 17th birthday. So my parents signed, yeah. signed a waiver. You yeah. went, you went right in, went right in. Yeah. And, uh, I've always had a passion to serve. That's always kind of been the intrinsic motivator for me. That's uh, cool. I have five children, some blended family, but my son has autism. My my 10 year old, his name is Jax. And, uh, back in 2012, in the summer of 2012, a friend of mine that I served in Iraq with reached out to me, introduced me to network marketing. Um, at the time I was working for the Louisiana state police. So I was was in law enforcement for 11 years. Yeah. And I was busy, man. I was a SWAT operator. I was, um, trained. I taught the defensive tactics for the whole state police. I'd have to go to Baton Rouge to teach that. So I was working 12 hour shifts, Nights, days, off and on. Felt like I never saw my kids. I uh, wasn't a present father. wasn't providing like I wanted to pro- provide. Yeah. And uh, so when I saw this... That's, I hate that feeling. Oh, man. So when I saw this you know, profession, if you will, I saw the ability to potentially create, create some time freedom and, yeah. and, make, and make more money, you know? And uh, those both were very attractive to me. You know, I knew people that had a lot of money, but none of them had any time. And I knew people that had a lot of time but didn't have money they didn't have any money and i didn't have any time or any money at the time so that's not a good that's not a good place to be right uh, so i was attracted to that that concept um got started it was another company uh not the one i'm currently in now but i was with that company for eight years and did really well you know i was able to walk away from my job on my oldest daughter's eighth birthday which was june 5th of 2014 yeah. so just almost a couple of years into it yeah haven't had a job since so it's been over eight years since you know i've worked for anyone that's um, cool yeah it's been a blessing she's 16 now so uh pray for me. yeah yeah because my four-year-old is trouble so i can yeah. only imagine we're a little late to the game uh as you can intel yeah but all right and one of my favorite things about uh your story is that and so I'm going to call out the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Sure. Which anybody that's watching, you have that that friend or family member that's maybe dabbled in network marketing mm-hmm. that 
you don't necessarily have the greatest interaction with mm-hmm. or they'll sell the dream but don't live it mm-hmm. in a sense mm-hmm. and one of the things i admire about you from like your peak success and the story you shared how you left the company that you left right. and the way that that went down you were open about everything sure even down to the finances like i used to make this much money then i was making this mm-hmm. feeling like i had to sell people a dream that i wasn't living right. myself right and i was like oh my gosh, you're going to do network marketing. This is how you do network marketing. Like ascend, actually make the amount of money that you're telling people you're making. Mm -hmm. And then when that becomes not true, tell them this isn't true. I'm going to go try another company because Mm -hmm. I believe in the model Mm -hmm. and make it true again. So start rebuilding with something you believe in and the company that you're with now. And so who are you with now? And then what do y'all what do you guys actually like uh, sell or provide? So I'm with the health and wellness company now, which is completely different than what I did before. It was more service-based mm-hmm. uh, in the previous company. But I believe, you know, in, in authenticity and transparency. Yeah. You know, I think people are going to want to do business with people who they who they trust. Yeah. And, and to, you know, if you start faking things, people, it, people see through that. It, you know? it comes out. It really does. Mm-hmm. And that's even your... And I know that it's got to be motivating for you because, like, it's so cool. You have a balance of, like, raving fans, people that are involved in, in like, the business world with you and in your network and your company. You also have, like, passerbys and people who comment on your stuff and just – it's got to feel good the way that they – like, they talk about you. Because mm-hmm. I watch. I'm, like, mm-hmm. I pay attention. Mm-hmm. And people talk about you with a lot of respect mm-hmm. and – so that's got to feel good because now you're not just the guy that sells the network marketing dream mm-hmm. or that sells products. You're the guy that is uh, respectful and people, I call it an aspirational being. So like you're mm-hmm. an aspirational being. And if they choose network marketing or if they choose, that's one avenue. But it's cool. You like you cover the persona of and so I just think that's super cool and honorable, uh, really, really you should just see your comment thread when you're talking. It's a mixture of, I want to sign up. I want to buy some love you, brother, respect you praying mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> like yeah. you get yeah. all of them. And I'm like, okay, that's what's up. Like, that's really cool. Uh, and that, I think that has a lot to do with success. Mm-hmm. Uh, how people talk about you and how, how you're portrayed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I appreciate you saying that. And I don't yeah. take that sort of thing lightly. You know, that's important to me yeah. because like I said earlier, serving is, is important to me. Yeah. And, and I believe in, you know, coming from a more transformational uh, standpoint than, than transactional. I believe that people remember how you make them feel. People, 100%. you know, uh, it's not just about money and selling and products. It's about, you know, personal development. It's about leadership principles. It's about yeah. growing as a person because those type of things apply to all areas of your life, not just business. And, uh, yeah. you know, a company like this, when you're building a voluntary army, those things matter, you know, uh, the way hundred percent people, you know, respond to what you say and, and leading by example. And, and like we said earlier, being authentic, being transparent, because, you know, people, when it comes to leadership, people want to follow someone who they know has their back and yeah. know has the results that they're looking to achieve, because that's a big deal. You know, when you, when you have a mentor that, you are looking up to listening, taking advice from, you want to know that they have the results that you're actually going after. Cause a lot of people, you know, they teach things, That's and, big. you know, we have advisors in life and we have mentors in life. Mm. Advisors can come in the form of a lot of people, you know, spouse, coworker, best friend, family member, brother, yeah. sister, 
parent, uh, even a teacher, a professor, a coach that you may look up to, they're all going to tell you why what you're doing, why it will work or why it won't work. And if you listen to those people and you take their advice, if you're willing to accept their opinion about what it is you're doing, you mm -hmm. better be willing to accept their lifestyle because that's what you're buying into. Oh. So if someone's not living the lifestyle that you want to live, you might want to be very careful about taking their advice. We're okay. So this is where our two industries are going to cross. And I think that you're going to have a respect for this. I told a story, I had an episode yesterday we filmed where, uh, my, my mother-in-law, I had something that I was discussing with her and it was like a consulting package. And I don't know how we got the price. I don't remember. And, uh, she was like, it like aghast. She said, well, this feels really expensive mm -hmm. because she wanted me to talk to like a, one of the organizations she was involved with. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I said, I don't, okay, well, if it's worth the transformation, it's worth the invoice. Right. Mm -hmm. I said, if they believe in me and they believe that what I'm going to do is worth something, they'll pay that. Like, we'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Money just is the part of the transaction that shows we value each other. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, whew. well, then I talked to somebody who's involved with like a $40 million company. And they're asking me why I'm undercharging for what they thought was the most valuable part of the transaction. Right. <laughs> and I was like, why didn't think you'd, I thought you only wanted to pay for the tangible deliverables. And he's like, well, I mean, technically we had more value with just being able to talk to you for three hours instead of you delivering all this stuff. So right. chew on that. And I go, I was like, <laughs> I wanted to just like cry. I said, you know, my mother-in-law had a valid point. Mm-hmm. In her, the way that she saw things, it seemed extremely expensive. But the person who um, I maybe would want as more of a mentor or an aspirational being mm -hmm. was like, well, why are you doing it that way? You're undercharged. You're mm -hmm. undervaluing yourself. Right. And I, I just like, boom, I had this aha moment. So I say in my marketing course that if you go to a family event, like track this with you. I said it. I've already said it like five times, so I'll try to say it quicker. Hopefully this sticks. You're doing this because I see you do it. So you're going to go, oh, I already do that. If you go to a family event and there's 30 to 50 people, the people you should like consider your core marketing message, your core message around your product services or mm -hmm. personal brand, start thinking of if you showed your website and your logo and all that stuff to all 50 of those people, you're going to get like 10 different opinions. Mm -hmm. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, I really like that. Oh, I like pink instead of purple. Like all these opinions. But you ever notice during that event, you end up talking to three to five people that y'all are just like bros. And I say, how's your business? Mm -hmm. How you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, where are you going this year? Y'all naturally become, you, you talk about the same life goals, the same financial goals. You have all these things. And then y'all start digging into each other's lives and y'all realize there's perceived value between each other. I'm only marketing to those people. Mm. The other 45, their opinions have no value to me in the sense of, well, why'd you do green instead of blue or whatever? Right. Because right. your family, like, they'll tell you all those things. Sure. And they'll, they'll pick apart everything. It's yeah. like from the car you drive, the logo that you choose, and every, and they're just, they're trying to help. Right. And they don't realize they're not your target audience, is what mm -hmm. I call it. So uh, if you're a musician and you play rock music and your mom says, I just don't like rock music, but it's your core, it's your bread and butter. She may never go to one of your shows, but it's what's in your blood. Mm -hmm. You could have 30,000 people in a stadium and your, your mom not be one of them. And that's weird, but it's actually true. Don't go start writing songs just to make your mom happy because right. you'll never have 30,000 people 
That's a dramatic. Maybe I took that. Not everybody's for you. Yeah. And so I actually teach that in the marketing space is what you're talking about, how you build your business, your relationships. Mm -hmm. It crosses over into how you sell yourself, how you brand yourself. Those opinions they shouldn't determine, um, not just your relationships and your goals, but your livelihood either. Uh, you learn to block out the noise. Sure. Where, um, anyway, so. No, I agree with you. You're never going to be for everyone. And if you try to be for everyone, you're not going to be for anyone. That's, you know? dude, so true. So it's, uh, it's good to have a niche market. It's good to stand for something, you know. Like know who you are. Mm -hmm. um, like who are your people? Who do you want to do business with? Who do you love to talk to? Mm -hmm. um, and. I think I think that you can you can build a business around that. I think you can sure. you can build a you can build a life around that. I mean, your friends and family. Hopefully, now I would assume your closest friends probably love to travel. They probably <laughs> they probably love talking about growing and business and struggles and finances and investments. I've noticed that my core people have shifted a little bit. Where and we'll talk about our kids, and then it's like, what? So real estate? <laughs> it's like you can't help it. Yeah. You start to. Uh, yeah, there's several people in my life that I limit my association with them because, you know, our not necessarily our values aren't aligned, but maybe our goals and where we're going in life may not be congruent. Yeah. Um, I believe that we're the average of the five people that we hang around the most, you mm -hmm. know, so just just by proximity, you know, you can grow if you're around the right people. Yeah. And and it's easy to get around people that you may have influence over because they make you feel good. They look up to you. They yeah. want to hear your advice. But if you're the smartest man in the room or the smartest guy at the table, you're sitting at the wrong table. You yeah. know, you got to get around people that, you know, are going to cause you to stretch, cause you to want to grow. And that's, so that's good. I try to get around, you know, people playing the game at a higher level than I am. I, I pay for high level masterminds. I've gone all over the country and, and trained with people that are, you know, where I want to be. And yeah. it's made a difference for there's, sure. There's something to that. And I hope that people, um, I feel bad. There's a lot of people that when we talk about like coaching masterminds, you know, you'll spend 80, 100, $200,000 on a college degree, but you won't spend $500 on a plane ticket for maybe a meeting with someone who is legitimately, you'll wait four years to mm -hmm. hopefully figure it out instead of one weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know some masterminds are three grand, 10 grand, 20. I mean, they get mm -hmm. kind of crazy. Um, but I challenge people out there who are listening that even if you're not in an entrepreneurial space necessarily, or even if you're not in network marketing and, 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 or the consulting space, any of the things that we do, mm -hmm. I still think that you should open YouTube and start digging and learning. Oh, yeah. And if someone has, I don't care if they have tax tips, how to organize your house, how to take care of your car, like how to make sure that your kids are learning math better. Like there's so many things that we just assume that either the government or the world are going to teach that you can now pay for. And someone says, well, I'll wait four years for it when you can do it in four weeks. Mm -hmm. Right. And that space is booming. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and so I'm glad that you said that because yeah. that's a challenge to people is that you should be willing to invest in yourself. Absolutely. Just as much as investing in an organization to make you better, uh, in a sense. Formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a for fortune. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Write that down. <laughs> right. well, I didn't, I didn't. Right. Jim Rohn. Form I heard Jim Rohn say that a long time ago. A long ago. time ago? Yeah. Man. He said, 
formal education will make you live in so he says basically what he says is work harder on yourself than you do on your job working on your job will make you live in working on yourself will make you a fortune because it, it comes down to influence leadership um, yeah you know those like, are the things that are going to make the biggest difference okay so like if someone was out there and and let's say we're not like we're probably like me. We always have a. I have a tendency. Sometimes I'll shift the conversation to like business minded, or I, I'm gonna try to like. I want to let you talk to someone out there because you have very, very good leadership. Just the way that you communicate, you're just a great leader. I can tell because your military background. So if someone's out there right now, what would you say to them that like follow the wavelength that we're currently on, mm-hmm. and they're trying to become a better, more character-defined human being. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about defining success. Mm-hmm. Before you can aspire success, Like you have to be a like, copable, <laughs> solid, steadfast, strong human being like, of high moral character is what Jordan Peter- Peterson would say. Yeah. What would you say is like, if you were talking to someone, they're like, how do I be just better? Yeah. What would you, you tell them? You have to them? Ra- raise your frequency, meaning okay. you have to... St- you have to rise above you have to separate yourself from the masses because the masses are it's average you know and um it's it's our programming it's how it's it's what we were taught growing up it's the things that we're listening to the cnn constant negative news it's the things that we're inputting in our mind every single day we have to you know we password protect our phones we password protect our computers yet we'll just let anybody put anything into our mind and our programming Mm. is going to affect the way we think and our thoughts are absolutely everything our thoughts our inner conversation you know 70 percent of the conversations we have are with ourselves. you know there's two things happening right now there's the conversation that we're having Mm -hmm. the conversation that someone's having in their mind while they're listening to us you know so so um, your thoughts are going to lead your your programming, your philosophy, how you perceive the world, your thoughts, what you're thinking about, what you're inputting, what are you reading, who you're associating with, what you're watching, all that stuff is going to determine how you feel, your emotions. Your yeah. emotions are going to determine how you act. And then ultimately your actions are going to determine your results. And then those results are going to reinforce how you think, how you think your yeah. confidence, your, uh, how competent you are at whatever you're doing, yeah. uh, which also builds confidence. But you know, if people underestimate how important what they're thinking, or not even what they're thinking about, how they think and how important that is to take inventory of those thoughts and to improve your ability to 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 think yeah. Um, yeah, at a much higher level yeah. and perceive the world because nothing is what it is. It's only how you perceive it to be. Yeah, there's it, it's the lens. I think people with a Christian uh, worldview, I mean, obviously I worked at a church for nine years, and so uh, one of the non, like a very healthy way, obviously some people take things to extreme, but a healthy way of looking at that is, you know, whatever you magnify is what becomes reality. It's like mm-hmm. if you, when you think on something, you dwell on something, uh, whatever, I wish I remember Where it. focus goes, energy flows. Yeah, that type I've heard thing. it. It's like whatever... Whatever you focus on is going to expand, and and yeah, I mean, you attract things into your life. Well, people people can call it silly or hokey, all that stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I believe I'm big into like metaphysics and things like that because I know it. It's not theoretical to me. I no. know it to be true because I've lived it, I've experienced it on both sides of the coin, yeah. success, failure, you know, and and it matters, man. It, it matters what what you know what you expect is what what you expect is what's going to happen i know 
and that's so good. And I hope that everybody is just like really, really tuned in to this. This is not, and you're, you're probably like me where I'm listening to the, all the, the Jordan Petersons and, and just like, I love to just, and, and the Joe Rogans. And I love things that make me go like almost, I have to pause it, rewind it and make sure like, why did that punch so hard? <laughs> what am I, mm-hmm. I'm missing something. I should have known. Why did I not know that before? Almost makes me angry that I didn't know it. Let's listen to it again because I just took a karate kick mm-hmm. to the to It's the usually gut. a perspective shift. And and that's causes re- you to feel that way. That's really powerful. One of my biggest ones uh, is Jordan Peterson said, you know, you have to be capable of being a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always like acted like as a doormat in a sense where I was like, well, if I'm just nice, you know, if you're super nice all the time, pe- people will stop taking advantage of you. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And so that's been one of my like core focus shifts was is like reinforcing and reminding myself that you have to not just assume that because you're happy-go-lucky that the world around you will just kind of mold into this. Not, no, you have sometimes you're going to have to put on the armor and create that environment. Like the world around you will be dark. It's better to be a, a warrior in a garden than a gardener in yeah, a war. I have that on my Instagram. It's one of the best quotes ever. Mm-hmm. And I never thought about that. Uh, and I've always just been, you know, the creative guy, the, uh, you know, super encouraging, uplifting. And there's just some things going on in my life where I was like, wait a second, I'm not equipped with either the inner circle or the self belief system to be ready for war. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just some of the, what you're talking about right there is listening, what you're listening to is anything, what you're listening to, how you listen to, who you listen to those conversations mm-hmm. instead of people being like, you know, well, let's just be safe and, you know, God will work out the details. Well, then I talk to someone else and they're like, this is going to be the toughest fight you've ever been through. It's going to cost you more than you're expecting. And when you come out of the other side, you'll be the greatest version of yourself you've ever seen Mm -hmm. you're just going to have scars and you're going to have war scars and instead of going okay that was dumb i was like wait a second what do you mean right choosing to plug into that like it was terrifying Mm -hmm. um that's good and that's kind of like on that what you're talking about that wavelength is that what you listen to and what you magnify and who you allow to speak into your life is the life that you're going to create an average yeah. of all of those voices. So yeah, that's true. That's crazy, man. Um, well actually, no, that's not crazy. That should be normal. This conversation, this conversation is how we, uh, I love sports and stuff like that, but sometimes I wish we would talk less about sports, video games and our kids. Well, no, actually I was talking about kids all day, but in, and challenge each other and start doing this. Thank you so much for listening. I really, truly hope that that episode was something that you found valuable. You learned something you didn't know before. You laughed a little, you loved a little, and you're excited for the next episode. If you found it valuable, please take just a moment, like, comment, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Helps the show out a ton. Last thing, if you're out there and you feel like you're drowning in the confusion of this insane digital marketing and social media driven world, I have got the Prozac to your problem. If you click the link in my bio, I've got a seven days to create a digital marketing strategy that actually works mini course. And I think that it would be a huge help to you. Go click that, check it out. If not, totally fine. It's not for everybody. But I cannot wait to see you in another episode and have a blessed day.